You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Launch Bay Alpha, stand by to launch Fighter Probe. Acknowledge input recorded and functioning. Vector coordinates coded and transferred. Acknowledge. Acknowledge, ready to launch. Core systems transferring control to probe craft. Launch when ready. Five. Four. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 193 of Take Him With You for October 14th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. I feel like I'm in... Uh, old rerun of Buck Rogers. Well, close. It's the disco music from Battlestar Galactica, the original series. They they kind of had some of the sa- similar... They were made by the same people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird, funky disco yeah, music. Yeah, future music. Mm, future music it is. I'm not sure if I want to go into the future if it's going to sound like <laughs> disco. Ah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. No, I figured I'd pull, since um, coming out tomorrow is the third episode of the Ragtag Fugitive podcast, thought I would honor it by playing music and special effects from the podcast. And I'm on that episode, aren't I? No, no, no. You're not till episode four. Oh, okay. I thought it was on three and four. No, but I'm on you're four on four and, and five. five. Oh, we have guest hosts for each one of our ragtag fugitive podcasts, and you are our first guest host. And you're just confused because we already recorded it. Yeah, we recorded it last week, but it's not going to be on for like a month or so, right? No, it's on in two weeks from tomorrow. Okay. <sighs> well, it was a month from when I recorded. No, three weeks from when I recorded it. I believe be the so. First. And then a month after that, or five weeks after that for the second recording that I did with you. You know, this is getting too confusing. (laughs) So let's go on. I live live and die by the future calendar. Sometimes I can't, I don't remember what month it is because I'm already working on next month stuff. Yeah, that's when you're producing things. That's the way it goes. (coughs) Yeah, it is. Sometimes you're working on Christmas stuff in the summer and... yeah. And Easter stuff in the winter. and Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, here's the promo for our podcast from Chris and I called the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. Take a listen. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by... Uh watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to ragtagfugitivepodcast.com. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior! Plank down your cubits and come on over and let's play a game of Pyramid. Pyramid. 
the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. By your command. I always wanted to do that voice like a Cylon. <laughs> yeah. You know what I used to do? What? The coming up is another uh, episode that I really like called The Lost Warrior. Mm-hmm. And it's when uh, Apollo, his ship uh, crash lands on a planet where a Cylon is in a western town. Oh, yeah. And his name they na- nicknamed him Red, Red Eye. Eye. Mm-hmm. And he stays with uh, this lady and her son. And uh, not not the Cylon, but... but uh, Apollo. Apollo, and she could, she would have liked him to, to stay and marry her, I think. Yeah. But he had to get back to Boxy. Well, her husband was a colonial warrior as well. Mm. And he died because Red Eye shot him. Yeah. With a blaster. Yeah. Because all they had were pneumos. Boy, this is really confusing a lot of people because <laughs> if they've never seen the original Battlestar Galactica, you just are like going, what in the heck are they talking about? <laughs> Well, you'll have to tune yeah. in. Or uh, tune in. How about just download or listen right on our webpage, ragtagfugitivepodcast.com. dot com. Mm. And uh, Chris is my buddy, and he's awesome. And his birthday's coming up. He should be very excited about that. And yeah, we're we're just like having a great time doing the show, and we got lots of people listening, so that's fun. Brand yeah. brand new podcast. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here we are, everybody. We're back. We're back. And we'll be right back after this, and we'll get into what we're talking about. It'll be fun. Our Taking Review, a podcast full of nostalgia and advice. Well, we do nostalgia in the form of talking about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or coffee, then why don't you come and listen to us? We're called Waffle On Podcast, and you can find us at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on our main website, which is waffleon.podbean.com. And we would be honoured if you join us. Ow, I just hit the microphone. Sorry about that. That hurt. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Meds. Meds is so cool. Meds and Cal are awesome, and their podcast is so fun to listen to. It's just so so full of all sorts of excitement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excitement it is. I'm just <laughs> in the Yoda mood today. Yeah, you are, aren't you? I'm always in a Yoda mood. Yeah. What is a Yoda mood? It's when you talk like Grover nonstop. Backwards you talk, you must. Well, yeah, the, the grammar's different. Sentence structure is different. What are you talking about? My grandma for what? No grammar. Your your second your sentence structure is different when you talk like Yoda than Grover, but it's basically the same voice. Kinda, yeah. 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 Well, at least you know, Big Bird isn't involved on this one. Yeah. You just got really quiet for some reason. You just Mm -hmm. you didn't know what to say, did you? Yeah, well, Big Bird's been in the news too much lately. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. It happens during the political season here in the United States of America. It's sad when Big Bird becomes political, and I don't think he meant to be. (laughs) No, no. It's just how it goes. We grew up with Big Bird and Grover. Well, I didn't actually grow up with them, but... Well, uh, we watched them on TV. I watched the very first episode of Sesame Street ever. You are a whole year older than me. So. And I watched it with my babysitter how, on an old console TV. How old were you when you, when Sesame Street first came on? Well, you'd have to do the math. I don't know. I don't know how old they are. Are they 35, 40 years old now? 
So more than that, I can't. Would remember. you? Yeah, because you would have been seven. No, I, I, I think they're old they're older for... than that. I think it's older than that. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But I I remember seeing the first episode ever. It had Bob in it, mm-hmm. and it had Kermit in it, and it had uh, they were singing a song, and it had um, it had um, I think Mr. was Mr. Hooper in the first one. I can't remember. All I all I remember was I was all excited because they were going to do a new program where they had uh, puppets. And at that time, I didn't know what the Muppets were. And then I did. And then I fell in love with them from a little tiny guy. Mm-hmm. And I watched them all. <laughs> okay. Super Grover! <laughs> I love Super Grover. I remember when our kids were little, we had the book... It says there's a the monster, monster at the, at end, the end of this, this book. book. Mm. And I read it to the kids over and over. I love that book. And Super Grover. Super Grover. S- da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. I love Sesame Street. I had a son who liked to pretend he was Super Grover. I won't say who he was, Andrew. Oh, oh my sorry. gosh. I can't believe you just did that. It's <laughs> not very nice. Hey, he had the cape and everything. It was pretty cool. This is brought to you by the letter W. <laughs> okay. What's W for? Wah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So what ha- what's happened at your What's happening? Thing? What's happening? What's happening? What's happened with you this week? What you talking about, Willis? The rains came. Yeah, we had what? The driest We had the driest record. late summer on record. fall ever in recorded history in our area because usually it rains pretty much 11 months out of the yeah, year i think here. it made it 78 days without a measurable I, it was pre- actually precipitation over 80 oh, okay. days all right it did like rain just a tiny bit like one or two days but hardly at all right and um which is very odd here for us yeah very odd Considering we're right next to the rainforest. Yeah. So it was very dry here, which was very strange. But the rains have come have back. Come. And they are. It's raining and profusely. It, and it doesn't rain. Whoosh. I worked for a guy that had grown up in eastern Washington. And he said, back there, if it said 30% chance of rain, it meant that there was a slight cha- chance that it might rain a little bit during the day. Yeah. But... Here, thirty percent chance. Yeah, pretty much, it's going to downpour. That means that it'll probably rain the entire day, (laughs) and that's kind of what it's been doing the last two days. But we're used to it. Nobody cares about the rain in Spain when it grows mainly on the plain. Yeah. So, what have you been doing this week? You've been doing a lot of things. Oh man, so many different things. Let's see. Um, I did a project for a comp- a record company in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, okay, Plusquam Plusquam Records. So mm-hmm. I did a really cool like podcast intro and extra, and some bumpers and stingers and all that jazz for them. Then on the tail of that, I got a job with a firm from Connecticut who does uh, kids exercise stuff, mm-hmm. and so I. Um, took two popular songs, changed the, they already had the lyrics for me. So I changed the lyrics, recorded them, and then brought the neighborhood kids in to sing on them. And they sang and put the parts on. And then I sent it back, and I haven't heard back from them yet, so we'll see how that goes. And um, that's what I was working on. Then I was also working on um, the art show coming up, getting all my artwork ready to go into that. 
And I did something else, too, and I can't remember what it was now. I was going to talk about it, but I don't remember what it was. So I just, I've been busy doing that kind of stuff, and now it's time for me to get more jobs. So I'm doing more. I did lots of auditions last week. I found out, you ready for this? Okay. I'm in the top, how many percent of Elance workers? Well, like in the top 1%. Well, I don't know if that's... If there's 100,000, want me to figure, let me see if I can remember my math here. Clear. Got to do that button first. And then... You want me to give you the numbers? Well, it was like... Let me give you the numbers so it's really accurate. What I have to do is go into um, my profile, and then I click on it. It tells me what my rank is out of a certain amount of people that are doing jobs on Elance. So out of 104,000... Okay, give me the other number first. uh, I am ranked 379... Out of 104,335 individuals. So what am I in the percentage? Oh, well, I messed up. So give them to me again. 379. 379. That's my number. Divided by. I was 410 last week. Um, 104,335. We can hear you breathing. Hmm. I'm not sure if I figured these percentages out correctly. That that that's not right. Sorry. Um yeah. I think I did the math wrong. Well, okay, so what am I? Well who's th- good at math out there? Okay, one one percent mm-hmm. of a hundred ten percent of a hundred thousand is ten thousand. One percent would only be one thousand, and you're on, you're actually you're like in the top one half percent or something. Well, okay, so there I you mean, go. That's how many jobs I've been doing on Elance. And, yeah, you're but in but the you top don't want to know one percent. But, but you want to know something? What? When you look at my uh, my acceptance rate for jobs, mm-hmm. out of all the auditions I do, mm-hmm. this is a fact. I only get ten percent of my auditions. Yeah. So does that so that means if I get four jobs during a month, mm-hmm. then how many auditions have I done? Forty. That's right. So yeah. for every. So you've done over fifty jobs on Elance, uh-huh. and that means you have done over um, five thousand. Auditions, is that right? 500. 500 auditions and got 50. Yes. I do better with math with and a so, pencil. And this is something we are going to be talking about today because yeah. there are certain things that you have to do in order to, to make it in the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, in this particular case, I have to be very patient. Wow, you're just like Darth Vader. Huh? I hear you breathing in the mic. Oh, sorry. Like, I, I'm i sorry I'm fighting a little bit of allergy um, issue. I took some DayQuil before the podcast. Rick, to, I am your wife. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, Here, say that. Say, Rick, I am your wife. Do it. <laughs> this is bad. No, no. Say, Rick. Rick, I am your wife. <laughs> okay, that sounds more like... Um, I don't want to say, but uh, oh my gosh! Maybe you can rewind. Don't this. don't rewind that and play that back, there, guys. 
<laughs> Jeez. I'm taking you off a of reverb right now. <laughs> you sound like you're trying to. <laughs> what? Hey. Can you rewind hey, Rick. that? Rewind that. <laughs> you told me you say Rick, I am your wife. Yeah, I know. But like Darth Vader, not like. Not, okay, not so now, weird. when have I ever been able to do voices? Ever. You do them all the time. You make fun of me all the time. <laughs> you'll, you'll go like, oh, so you talk like this, do you? You stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. That's not how I talk no so don't tell need, me this you need to edit <laughs> edit <laughs> i was trying to sound like darth vader and i don't do character <laughs> voices so <laughs> i can just see it now oh my gosh can That's, you rewind it i have you now <laughs> luke i am your father <laughs> <laughs> Start snorting here. Don't snort. Oh, please, <laughs> my, please snort. My, my cheeks are Ouch. hurting I'm, from laughing so hard. And I have a cramp in my side. Oh. Man, we're old. Oh. Oh, my face hurts. Well, I won't say what the great line is after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to live with you. Oh, my gosh. Does anybody oh. else having as much fun as we are? Because Okay, you need to rewind. Oh, just stop. <laughs> All right, okay. So where were we? Okay, we were talking about Elance and rejection. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's certain things like I was in sales for a long time, and I don't do well with rejection. But for some reason, because I'm, I guess because I'm confident with what I'm doing now, I'm. It doesn't bug me when I get rejected. I just go for the next one. Yeah. And so I've just decided I'm just going to keep going for it till I get the good jobs, and I do. And now I've got jobs from outside of eBay, eBay. <laughs> Elance, not eBay. Mm-hmm. Got jobs from outside of Elance as a result of it as well, because now I'm getting. Uh, I'm like Mister. Uh, anyway, I'm getting a reputation of being able to do different things, and then I get hired to do other stuff from other people. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. And that doesn't show up on my statistics, but I do. I do more work than just Elance, obviously. Yeah. Or or I wouldn't make it. Yeah, that's just, you know, one of your income sources. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about, I think, today. Um, But I guess we should talk about what I did this week first. What did you do this week? Well. Besides bad imitations of Darth Vader. (laughs) You asked me to do that one. You should know better. I just couldn't believe it. You really, honestly, (laughs) were doing an imitation of him? (laughs) I was trying. Hello. That if any of these companies that that um, entertain people need a, <laughs> need a special voice, well, they just can hire Darth Vader, Amy style. <laughs> I 
can just see it there. What are you wearing? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta get it together here. Oh man. So um Today I got to garden in the rain. <laughs> I'm just changing. gardening in the rain. <laughs> changing the subject. I'm just gardening <coughs> in the rain. <laughs> I might need a Kleenex, I think. Oh, knock, knock. Um, knock, knock. Oh, no. Kleenex are better than dirty knife. Hey, you're um, supposed to do the joke. Yeah, I got to garden a little bit today in the rain. Um, you, <laughs> you blessed me by buying me some of these little greenhouse thingies little tents kind of greenhouse I bought her some greenhouse thingies <laughs> hey what do you got there I have a greenhouse thingy <laughs> they're kind of portable greenhouses and we set them up we made them unportable yeah because we don't want them to be blown away in the in they're this like, stormy weather they're like green there. tents yeah but we staked them down and, and put rope around them on the fence and hopefully they won't blow away let's not have a hurricane that's what yeah. I say Okay. So I loaded it up with my geraniums and my mother's geraniums. And somehow she got more geraniums than I thought she had. So it's pretty full of geraniums and You're stuff. doing well. You're doing well. <coughs> oh, that was in my ear. Sorry. You made me laugh so hard that I cried. Well, I cried so, too. <laughs> so You um, made me laugh. What are you talking It was kind of nice to be able to garden. And, and um, you know, I went in and watered my geraniums and pulled off the dead flowers today. And huh. I thought, oh, it's nice and quiet in here. No one's making fun of my non-ability to do voices. <laughs> it was nice and quiet. <clears throat> You're funny. So I, I think I've decided my greenhouses are my my special place now. <laughs> my little sanctuary from all the crazy um, recording studio. Um, <clears throat> and on that subject, I've been on a campaign to get my house back because... Um, we're going to talk about this a little bit this week. As about four years ago, <coughs> you started working from home, <coughs> which <Wow>. means <coughs> Beverly. <coughs> Beverly. <laughs> Sorry, which means I started going crazy because you used to have an office where a lot of your stuff was, and all of a sudden, all your stuff was here. And then more and more stuff came in, and it went from a corner of the family room to the dining room, yeah. to the kitchen, to the living room. And <clears throat> I was thinking that, you know, maybe I should just put my stuff in the greenhouse and go live out there, <laughs> which it's about, you know, four by four feet, and I probably have more space. So watch this, watch, watch this. Ready? You'll love this. This is perfect. Ready? Ready? What are you doing? You'll like it. Trust me. It's called Flowers in the Rain by Mad at the World. You don't care, do you? I, I really just sounds like electric guitar to me, which isn't my favorite. Wow. So I don't understand what you're doing. It's okay. <coughs> so this is what I live with. 
you know, Rick doing all these random noisy things. Wasn't random. So I, you know, I was, I've been on a campaign to um, get rid of a bunch of things and get my house back. And, and this means sacrificing the rest of the family room <clears throat> so that hopefully all of his stuff that's in the kitchen, the room and dining room can be all in what was our garage turned family room turned music studio. Right. So it, this is a process, but I think next Tuesday um, we have a nephew and his wife that are going to come pick up our sectional and that will be taken to their house and <clears throat> we'll slowly start moving things that shouldn't be in our living area all into the 250 square foot um, office office and studio studio office studio <coughs> office because right now our um in the cd duplicator is cd duplicator is on my our breakfast bar and studio our kitchen. office yeah and you have all kinds of uh, artwork in progress yeah. all over the dining room and living room a bunch of office supplies all over the dining room. You don't have to tell kitchen. everybody this. What are you telling everybody this for? So, anyway, if I seem a little mad today. Mad? Like, like crazy mad. Well, you are. But um, you've been that way for a long time before today. Yeah. You know. You for, married me. That was crazy. But but since you've been working at home, it's mm -hmm. it's been a little bit worse. <laughs> and so what, what did I do? When I first do? started working with home, Amy was working at home as well. We just uh, about killed each other. Yeah, so now I work good. away from the house, and I get a little sanity in my day. Usually, no, she I looks work, forward to leaving. Usually, I work by myself. I'm occasionally I have a client that that's at the house that I clean, but or the office I clean. But a lot of times, I work by myself, and it's nice and quiet. And I work with Jade and the cats, and sometimes my daughter, and sometimes my son, depending who's home at the time. Yeah. yeah. So our lives have changed because it used to be that Rick worked out of the home. A lot. And I stayed at home with the kids. Mm -hmm. And now that the kids are older, I work out of the home. And I stay and at home. Rick stays at home. But I don't do all the stuff you did. <clears throat> no, you don't. How does I, that I have work? a job here. Yeah. I work. I mean, not that you didn't ha work. You worked hard. Um. Yeah. But I'm not. I, I not only was responsible for the housework and mostly yard work when you were working away from home but i also homeschooled our three kids yeah which was a full-time job in itself yeah well yeah so i had a full-time job plus i was responsible for all the housework and that part-time job that you had doing darth vader's voice <laughs> <laughs> no i will never do that again that was awesome <clears throat> no no it was and i was trying to put reverb on it <laughs> no <laughs> Oh. Can't wait to listen to that back. It's going to no, be hilarious. We're, we're going to edit. No, we aren't. We're going to We're edit. fine. We're fine. We're going to edit. We're fine. We've gone into about a half an hour and half of this was laughing. <laughs> That's okay. So I think we should edit. You know, maybe it'll be catchy and maybe people will burst out into laughter at their office or wherever they're <laughs> listening. And then other people will have to go, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> and as tears stream down their face, they'll go, <laughs> I am your employee. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Okay. What else were you doing? <clears throat> Anything else? 
Well, I had a, else, else, else? a bridal shower for my niece. Yeah. And then we're going to go out there again. I actually got, to, you know, the other thing I got to do? What? I got to go out and spend a couple of hours <laughs> with my nephew. One of many. There's... My mom uh, has yeah. 25 grandchildren yeah, so on my side. Nieces so. and nephews. But I, <laughs> I, I got to go and out and spend some time with my nephew, James, who mm-hmm. is an aspiring photographer. Mm-hmm. Got a, He just bought a new Canon camera, like mine, except better. And so I took my lenses out to uh, where he lives, and we took a bunch of pictures and talked and had a great time. And now we're planning a field trip. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I got to, But I went out to Raymond, and then I came home. And then Raymond is 30 miles south of us. Yeah. And then you went out to Raymond. I went out to Raymond at the same time, and I I worked at two different houses. And then, tomorrow, we go back out to Raymond again. Yeah, but you can tell them why. Because I'm preaching, man. You're going to be... I'm preaching. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be talking, and then we have Actually, a, I'm sharing a message. I'm really not <coughs> preaching. Then we have a potluck after, because, you know, anyone who knows Baptist knows that they can do potlucks. Sweet. So, we're doing that. And yeah, my message that I'm, I'm going to play it next week for everybody, if, if Lord willing, if I actually get it recorded, I'm going to uh, do a message called Nick at Night, and it's all out of John chapter three, and it tells the story of me growing up and what my religious persuasion was, and what happened to me, and then it goes all the way up to a very wild uh, occurrence in my life, and then the week after that, I'm back there again. Not mm-hmm. only for a wedding, but also for another sermon. Yeah, and I'll be down there like four days next week because I work down there on Thursday. You'll stay overnight and do flowers on Friday. Friday, do flowers. Saturday's the, the wedding, wedding. And then and you then preach, preach on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, we're going to live in Raymond for the next few days. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm not exactly sure how many trips back and forth I'm going to be taking because I think Catherine might be coming and helping me with flowers. Right. Right, so I don't. So know. I have to decide if I want to stay down in Raymond for well, they like three our days. Our audience doesn't care because if I do that, I'll come home to a mountain full of laundry and dishes. Oh. If the guys are left all by themselves, you say that, but I don't make that big of a mess unless I cook. Okay, when's the last time you've done laundry? It's been a while. Have you ever yes. done laundry? Yes, I have. Okay, when? Well, not too long ago, Andrew had to show me how. <laughs> okay. It's not like I don't know how. I just haven't done it in a long time. Um, and I, I did not too long ago. I didn't know that you ever had. Yeah, you told me I had to do it because you were going to be gone. Oh, and okay. So I did it. <laughs> and Andrew showed me how. Yeah. It's I know how to use the dryer better than do the washer. But it's not that hard. Yeah. You know, you just throw the stuff in just there and get it out put, and put it in the dryer. like, bright colored stuff on hot. Right. I don't. Should I don't. be okay. <laughs> My underwear's not pink. <laughs> All right. They, you don't need to tell people about your underclothing. <laughs> My underclothing. That's hilarious. <laughs> you you call it underclothing. So, okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> okay. Um so okay, so I do, I do I do cook sometimes, but most of the time I'm busy with work, so I I don't make the house too dirty. <laughs> You mm. you just say that, but I don't think. Am I really? That yeah. Bad? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What do I make dirty? Um, everything. <laughs> <sighs> Has it been worse since I've been at home? Um, in some ways, yeah. Great. Yeah. But it's always nice to know. 
Well, but I'm not here to clean up after you, you know, so that makes it more of a challenge. So <laughs> um, our, our subject that I, we thought about talking about today because um, our country- Are we transitioning now? Yeah, our country in the U.S. here- Well, can't we do like a little <clears throat> transition? Oh, do you have something to play to transition? I could. Okay. Why don't I play something and then we'll come back and share- our message for the day or what we're going to talk about. How's okay, that sound? If you want to. I do. Here's Randy Crane, our good buddy. Do you like a good story, fun conversation, and maybe a bit of inspiration? You're listening to this podcast, so I'll bet you do. I'm Randy, and if so, when you've finished here, come check out my podcast, Stories of the Magic. Okay, it's not really my podcast. I'm just the host. This show is really about the guests I have on. Stories of the Magic is a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more. We celebrate the Disney magic, tell unique stories, and inspire people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. So if you love Disney, enjoy great stories from real people or both, give us a listen. You can find Stories of the Magic on iTunes or at storiesofthemagic.com. You'll be glad you did. So, I just got a cool um, instant message from our friend Shirley from Canada. What's she up to? She baked an apple pie with five pounds of different kinds of apples. Mm. And she just had company over and they ate almost all of it. I got to see a picture of it at least. Yeah. I could smell it through my phone. I told her she was in trouble because <sighs> it makes it made you want to have apple pie. <laughs> apple pie. And, and even though Wait I Wait a minute, can... I sound like Al from... from uh, what is it called? <laughs> I have no idea. Al Castle, don't. Oh, mm. Tales from the Mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I listen to it all the time. I don't know what I'm doing. And then also the Amazing Race podcast, and then also the MASH 4077, and the Lost Cast Flight 815, and uh, just because. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I told her she's in trouble because now you were sitting there drooling wanting apple pie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not the best pie maker. I'm a better... I'm. I'm a better like cobbler or, or. Something. I don't know. You, I don't think I've ever. Well, okay. This is my trick. I buy the frozen pie shells because that's what I'm not very good at. Is Are you crusty at the crust? crust? Yeah, I just you know it's, it's hard for me to get it so it doesn't fall apart on me. Uh. And I don't really like using shortening. Of course, if I buy the frozen pie crust, they're probably made with shortening anyway. Yeah. And white flour and. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing really probably that good for you in the pie is the fruit and maybe cinnamon, but it sure tastes good. Well, I think so. Yeah. Okay, well, all right, so now we're supposed to do the transition to... Uh, Our subject. Right here on FM 95.3. We went back to Buck Rogers. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. 
Well, we had, we've had some people ask us recently um, how to start your own business because uh, almost four years ago, we transitioned from you being a full-time pastor to doing this podcast. And no, it'll be three. Three it'll years? be four years ago in January. Okay. So almost four <clears throat> years ago. And we we started doing this podcast where we wanted to encourage people um, to have faith in God and that you could have faith and be spiritual, but you didn't you know necessarily have to be overly religious or organized in your faith, but we just wanted to encourage people to have faith and to explore a relationship with God. So we started on this adventure, and one thing we ran into fairly quickly was um, lack of income. <laughs> well, you know, okay, so honestly, when we first started, we thought we could probably do this podcast and ask for donations and, um, you know, do newsletters and charge for a subscription to a newsletter, and, and we could, you know, do all these cool things, and then that we would make plenty of money to be able to live. We were wrong. Well, we weren't sure. You know, we kind of like thought, well, you know, we'll try it out. Well, it wasn't. Well, the only reason we could do that is because we had money coming in from an, another source for a couple of months. Yeah. So. But I was really nervous because at the end of that time, when the severance pay ran out, mm-hmm. I didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. Hoping that the business would have been up to par by that time, but. So about the same time we started wow, that's loud, you're loud. Wow. About the same time we started the podcast, we also um started an uh LLC called Moyer Multimedia where you had already been doing some work um for a computer company that you had worked for oh about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and you were doing some internet work for them, doing web pages, web design. Some graphics. Some graphics. Yeah. And well, the reason the reason we you, you skipped a whole step. Okay. We we went from doing the podcast to we need to figure out some way to supplement the income so that we can do the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I went to my accountant. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, we went there. And I sat down with him and told him my idea that I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And he told us that what we had to do, and yeah. he we at first we're going to do it as a ministry, where we were a five hundred one c three organization and all that mm-hmm. jazz. But he was he's gone to a lot of seminars and and kind of has his thumb on the pulse of things going on in the country. And he informed us. He said, you know, unless you're starting a church, you really should just start a business because. The, the IRS is going to crack down, the Internal Revenue Service is going to crack down on organizations that claim to be religious in nature but really are simply a, 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 a business trying to, you know, profit from their message or their product. And mm-hmm. so he said, you know, are you starting a church? I said, no, we're not starting a church. And he said then, then he, his recommendation was 
start an LLC, which is a limited liability company, mm-hmm. and be the sole proprietor. Start off by, with just you, and then you can, if you want to, down the road, you can um, you can do a partnership, you know, where maybe you jumped in there with me, AIM, or if I decided to have employees and stuff, I'd have to, you know, I'd have, have to, to change it uh, change around. It around. If you have yeah. an employee, yeah. So what I had to do, I had to come up with um, uh, our business plan and uh, uh, our, uh, what do you call them? Is it like, it's not a bylaw, it's a... Um, Oh crud! I forgot. I should have mission statement or something. Well, no, it's more than that. Anyway, the 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 state requires that you have some documentation of what you're doing, and you have to have a name. You have to have a registered. You have to register with the state. All that as, jazz. as a business, like a right. business license. Yeah. Right. And so I had to go through, and then the bank requires paperwork that says you're a legit LLC, and then you can open an account. All that jazz. So that's what we followed right at the very beginning. Yeah. And then and we set it up so that people could not only pay cash and uh, and check, but we also figured out how to integrate PayPal. Mm-hmm. And then we started up with a company called Square. And now at different art fairs and stuff like that or, or uh, concerts and stuff that we do, we actually can take Visa and MasterCard and swipe it on our iPad mm-hmm. or our iPhone. And so that's what we set up so that we could actually do business that way. And now we we have to keep track of what comes in and what goes out, what our expenses are and what uh, what comes in. And uh, and then, we, of course, we have to report that all at the end of the year. And, and uh, now every state, every country is a, a little bit, bit different, different yeah. about how any even in different businesses, some have to report monthly, some quarterly. quarterly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our accountant said for for, for us, us and the amount of money that's coming in, it's just we can just do it a once year. a year. Well, and I also have to pay sales tax on anything that's a product. So if I sell if I sell a CD or a or a piece, piece of, of artwork, artwork or um, something that's a product, well then I have to charge tax and I have to pay that tax to the state of Washington. Yeah. But if it's a service, I don't have to pay tax on that. And then of course there's income tax on. The whole of what we make. Correct. From the national standpoint. The federal. We don't yeah. have state income tax. Some, um, some states do. Some states do, does. but we do have sales tax on mm-hmm. on items. Yeah. yeah. So Some things are exempt, but... Uh, so, you know, we had a question recently, you know, about how to start a business. So Rick kind of told you, basically, you need to go to an accountant, go to the people. There's websites for your state's... Um, things on business licenses and what kind to get. and um, You kind of just have to go around that way. We started your business, the Moyer Multimedia, um, pretty debt-free. Now, we incurred some debt the first year or so because our income level didn't match our expenses and we weren't living lavishly no but just to live and and that's very common i think when you're starting a business well yeah and um so we didn't go further and further in debt um i started working too our kids were older right um and at first i was still homeschooling Catherine, so i took on a job um doing computer work at home 
So I could, it was a flexible kind of unit-based well, job. Yeah. So I was able to s- stop and help her with her math right, or right. whatever, and then go back to my, and that, you know, that wasn't really my cup of tea, but it worked for us at the time. Yeah. Well, and, and this is what was interesting. I remember when we decided to get out of the political mess of pastoring and having people just be so cruel and mean to me. Uh, we decided together, sitting in our car, we prayed and we asked God for help. And he clearly showed us that we needed to get out of that situation because it wasn't good. It wasn't healthy. And there was stuff going on that we just didn't agree with and we didn't want to be part of it anymore. And so we resigned. And when we did, I remember you said to me, no matter what goes on, don't worry. I'll I'll help too. Don't worry. We're mm-hmm. going to we're going to get through this. Now, not only did you do that, but I remember when my parents heard what was going on, they they called me and said, Rick, don't worry about it. If it's if the money is the issue, don't worry about it. We'll figure out something. We can help you if that need, if need be. I never had to ask for any help from them, which was nice. But that was really reassuring and comforting mm-hmm. to know that people were more, you know, you were more concerned about my my well-being than than the money that was going to come in. And you've kept, I have to say, you've been amazing. You've kept your promise and you work hard. I wish you didn't have to work. But, you know, I think as time goes on and some of the steps we're taking now, I think that um, the business income is going to go up even more. And I have an interesting story to share about that in a minute. Yeah, well, um, you know, thankfully, too, when we started the business, even though we incurred some debt the first year, which is common, you know, um, I we're thankful that we had good credit going into this. Yeah. If we hadn't had good credit, we couldn't have done it. Yeah. We couldn't have done it. Um, but you know, we're we're slowly paying off the debt we incurred the first year or so, and you know, we're not debt free at this point, but we're making progress, yeah. and you know, we're going into less and less debt. Um, but <laughs> we came to a point where recently we've talked about. Um, your equipment, some of your equipment failing. We've had some of our podcasts freeze on us. Um, some of the work that you've done for clients. Well, you know, in disappear. the in the in the three and a half years or more or more than that now that I've been doing this, do you know that I filled up almost two terabytes of hard drive with yeah. audio? So that's a yeah, lot, and so my computer, and I'm using a PC and. I, uh, I'll explain later. And it, and it crashes a lot. So one of the things that we're, we're looking into recently, you've had some friends that say, you know, Rick, you really just need to upgrade to a Mac. And, and we're going, oh, but that's expensive. You know, Macs are more expensive. So one of our friends said, well, you know, a lot of businesses lease. And now when you're leasing technically, you not are, yours, you're just renting, Yeah, basically. technically you're not really as much going into debt. You are taking on another expense, and that still is a little bit scary for us sure. because, you know, that's like a car payment. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, you know. Um, but well, it, a small car payment. I well, know people that pay a lot more for their cars than that. Yeah, but for us, it would be like like the same as our car, right. which we'll have paid off in, in February. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we're t- you know we're looking into possibly um, leasing um, actually a professional recording system and you can tell 
them more about that. Well, I was on a podcast called Technocratic, which is uh, my friends Tim Wetzel and Dan um, v- v- is it Vieira. Vieira. Thank you. And they both do this great podcast where they talk about technology and stuff. And you can find it um, on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. We're on Stitcher Radio too. But uh, they were they interviewed me for a podcast that's coming out pretty soon. And you'll actually be able to hear the revelation that I got while I was describing the tech that I've used over the years. And that they interviewed me talking about what kind of you know technology have you used and what was the progression and so on and so forth. And I and I shared with them all the stuff that I use in, in that jazz. And then uh, my friend Marco and Dan and others who I know said th- something very similar. And Dan just goes, you know, what you need is you need a Mac system with uh, Logic Pro and and you need this and this and this and and you then you can jump into the professional realm. And and he was right. I I I, re- I went, oh my gosh. So when I got done doing the podcast with them, the interview, I really started thinking about it. So I went to um, Apple's website and went over to their business side and found that they did have affordable lease packages for stuff that um, you know I could stay on the edge with the technology and and really advance the the multimedia business that we have. So I'm you know I'm scared and excited all at the same time. But here's the deal: when I was talking to my my friend Marco, he's just such an inspiration. I really appreciate him. I talk to him almost every day. He lives down in uh, North Carolina. I think we've interviewed him for our podcast. Yeah, he's been before, on our yeah. podcast before, and, and uh, he's overcome a lot of crazy stuff in his life. He's a cancer survivor, and he's a good man. And he always encourages me to, to, to go for it. And when we were talking, he said, well, Rick, remember when you when you bought your, your first house? Remember you thought that the, the, the house payments were just going to break you? And, yeah, I remember that. You remember that, Amy? Yeah, I think thought, our first house, gonna... house payment was $350. How are we going to make $350? I know. We were like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's so we much. Have insurance and taxes yeah. on that, too. Yeah. So then, and then he said, and remember, he goes, you, you were able to pay it, weren't you? I said, yeah, we did it. He goes, and remember when you bought your first car, how it felt? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to make a car payment. Now. I'm going to do this, you know, and all that jazz. Well, same thing. Did Were you able to do it? Yeah. Well, he goes, this is no different. You you are now thinking bigger with your business than you did before. And why not? Why not? You know, do, do you think it's going to be really that big of a deal? And then I got to thinking about it. The the lease payment is only one sixty second commercial more a month for me to do. So and I got to thinking, you know what? Christians sometimes will say, well, they're believing God for something. Okay. And, and in this particular thing, I do believe that God wants me to do the stuff that I'm doing. So if he asks me to do something or he gives me the path to do something, then obviously he's going to take care of me when he does it. You know, he wouldn't ask me to do something that he wouldn't help fund. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's faith, you know I mean? there's faith, and there's foolishness. So well, I'm not being we, foolish. We about have it. to pray about it, right, and make sure right. we're not being foolish. Well, I wouldn't go. You know, there was a limit in my head of how much that payment was going to be. Yeah. And if it got over that, I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And we had agreed on, you know, okay, we're going to shoot for this. Well, you know, even before when we've looked, when we've had cars fall apart and we needed a, a reliable transportation. We would agree before we went to the car lot and we would say, okay, this is what, how much we feel that 
we can be comfortable in our right. budget. And this this is and a key, everybody that's, that's listening. That's important. This is a real key. Mm. Always be in agreement with your spouse. Yeah. Don't go into it in disagreement or it'll get all screwed up bad. Well, and you agree have, together on what your limits and what you're going to do. Especially because there's going to be outside sources yeah. that pressure you mm-hmm. to go above and beyond what you've, you know, what you can afford. Oh yeah, salespeople are always going to try to push you a little you bit. You know, I mean, farther. they'll get a bigger commission if you buy, sure. you know, a fancier car. Right. And you know, we our last car we bought was a used PT Cruiser, and you know, it might not be everyone's um idea of grand it's a beautiful car <laughs> i love it um, you know um but it, you know it's been very reliable yeah it only had thirty thousand miles on it when we you bought just it. passed a hundred thousand i saw i know i it's like i put a lot of miles on it for work and and there's hardly a day that i'm driving that i don't just say thank you god that my car's working because i couldn't do my job yeah Without well, a you know, reliable vehicle. Again, I think that if anything happened, we'd be able to take care of it. So yeah. it's it's just a matter of, of being in agreement with your spouse. And then am I nervous about having an extra payment every month? Yeah, I am. But at the same time, am I nervous about not being able to do more professional stuff and going forward with what we know we're supposed to do? You know, it outweighs it when you take – there's a risk involved in anything that you do. And, you know, there's a lot of people listening right now, and, and you are feeling trapped and stuck in what you're at, where you're at financially and also um, stuck and trapped where you are creatively. And, and you may feel like you can't get out of it, but I am here to tell you, I, I have been there. And there is all, if you ask God for help, I'm just going to tell you this straight out. If you'll ask God for help, he will come to your rescue. Somehow, some way, he will open doors. Mm -hmm. But here's the deal. We have to be willing to go through those doors. It's not easy. This was a very hard transition for me to get into what I'm doing. It wasn't easy. It's not been good on my body. It's been, I I have, well, okay, it would have been fine if I could have just handled the stress better. But I don't, I didn't handle the stress that great. So I've got lots of things to work on, but, uh. You know, I, I mean, there's a price to pay for risk. And, and also, uh, if you're going to if you're going to go forward, you're going to have to change what you do. And it's not easy to change. It's scary. You know, when one of the things when we were talking about getting better recording equipment, both for the podcast and your business, um, better computer system, all that. The first thing I thought of is when I was a little kid, and now kids don't always remember all the details, but they can sense emotions. And I remember when my dad talked my mom (laughs) into buying a $10,000 backhoe. It was a used backhoe, but $10,000. Like one of those tractor units? Yeah, you know, that have the The, scoops and the levers and two seats, frontwards and backwards. Right. You had one scoopy kind of thing on one side. Scoopy thing. Another thing on the back, you know. So he would go back and forth on it. Had two seats. It was pretty cool. Um, But I remember my mom being, I I just, I don't know that she really said anything, but I kind of sensed apprehension a little bit <laughs> from So she her. was like you? She was like um, 10,000. You know, to, to ranchers at the time, uh, a lot of times we only got paid once a year. Um, we would 
at the time we were ha- running um, beef cattle. Uh-huh. And once a year we take them to the auction. And you sell them? And, and that, sell them. That was your and that was our income for the year. Wow. And then you had to budget throughout the year. Well, my dad um, was a union backhoe operator and he had worked heavy machinery and and he talked her into buying a newer backhoe. And that $10,000 built a house that today is worth a lot it, more now. You know, like it depends on what area, but you know, it's probably even in the, the country, which is, you know, a lower income area, um, Southwest Washington, probably worth over $100,000. Yeah. Um, he built it with cash. Yeah. And from you know, his backhoe jobs. From his backhoe jobs. Yeah. So, you know, at the time, it was the first thing that I thought about is, oh, yeah, I remember my mom was a little nervous about about putting the money into the business. But sometimes you have to invest in your business. Now, I still think it's okay to start small. When I started my cleaning business, I took our own vacuum, our own broom, our own mop, our own cleaning supplies, and I started cleaning for friends and family. I think you still do take and your own stuff. What are you I, talking about? I still do to some degree, <laughs> but I have improved on my vacuum. Um, I've, I've gone That's because somebody vacuums. helped you with that. Yeah. I finally have a, a fairly decent vacuum. and You know, but sometimes it's okay to just start where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, start the Bible says despise not small beginnings. Yeah. And so, you know, it's okay to start small. You were talking to a friend of yours who started a business in a basement with his friend Mm -hmm. and it got, became a multimillion dollar company with 35 employees. And yeah. And, you know, here in the Northwest of the United States, our neighbor up to the South of us, Bill Gates Mm -hmm. started in a, garage with a college friend well my good friends from microsoft well hey (laughs) my good friends at techline the company that i still work for actually i work for a sub company or well i work for a division of them now that's different i don't know how to describe it it's an offshoot all i can say is that they started in a garage as well doing computer Mm -hmm. systems and then they brought the internet into the area that we're at and uh, they, you know, they're really, they really neat people. They brought in Dish TV. Yeah. They've done a lot of innovative things on our harbor. Technology people. And technology. I remember, I remember going to, out to breakfast with the team of technology experts that they had hired, and we would have meetings and we'd talk about what's the trend in technology, what's coming up, and and the owner of the store really, he he thought he and she both, their mm-hmm. uh, husband and wife, they really they gambled and they took risk and it paid off for them, and now. They bought a beautiful home down in Mexico where they, you know, they have a beautiful home here in, in Aberdeen and they also have a beautiful home down in Mexico and they get to spend it where it's warm and enjoy it. Their family comes to come down with them and it's, you know, it was worth, they did a lot of hard work mm-hmm. and a lot of risk, but it paid off for them. And, you know, it, y- there are times when it failed, where there, when things didn't work out so great, and there are always going to be times like that in our life. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, transition it, it, into something one else. One idea may not work. It might mm-hmm. be a different idea. That, but the point is, get back up and try another time, because really, what can what, the worst thing that, that someone can take from you, or is what you let them take. So, in other words, you may be you may lose all your money in a project, or you may, you know go you know lose your home or whatever i mean you can, i'm talking extreme here 
but you may do that. But you know what? One thing we we don't have to let our spirit be snuffed out. Do you know what I mean? I mean, God has. He, I believe that God created us creative, and He gives us different gifts and talents. And I don't think that's by accident. And you know, if we don't make it on the first idea, try again because. I believe that that um, we're not junk. That we were created for good things, and and I just love it when people will go for it. You know, you know they may look like a failure on you know, all the all the most successful people in the world have all failed miserably. We watched a show the other night about millionaires. Actually, I wasn't here, so you watched it. And and you know but most of them all it. failed many times. I think it was about billionaires. Bi- it was billionaires. Billionaires, yeah. billionaires. but and most of them failed many times. And yeah. then they hit it. Yeah. Be, but they didn't they hear the key for them. They didn't give up. Well, and, you know. And pe- it's easy. People may be thinking that this is one of our least spiritual podcasts. But if it's you, not, though. If you read the book of Proverbs, mm-hmm. it has lots and lots of scriptures about the value of hard work. Well, and I think and it has a lot to do with faith. You, you know, if here's one of the uh, the reasons that I can do the Elance thing and do so many uh, auditions and then lose so many I get rejected more times than I get jobs but you know what I believe God gave me uh, the giftings to do the commercials and the jingles and the and the voiceovers and all that jazz and I'm convinced of it mm-hmm. and so I have a confidence that you know what I'm 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 good at what I do however not everybody's gonna like it well and so my key yeah. is to find those people that will like it and want it. And those are the people that I work with and that's how I make my my earnings. Well and and they might be looking for a specific kind of voice exactly. and you might not be that fit. Right. You and know? I've had, you know, I've seen people undercut me as far as money is concerned. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people will hire them over that. But a lot of times it's they're looking, like you said, they're looking for a specific voice. And then I'll get like a, an email that'll say, you know what? We heard your voice on this one project. That's the voice we want. Can you do that for us? Or we love, can you do this type of voice? We want you for our video game. Would you do that? Sure. So on and so forth. Yeah. And that's how I've gotten a lot of different jobs. We've we've talked about this with your artwork too, because you do the macro photography. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, we'll we'll be at an art show and we'll have several people go, oh, I really like that. But one, it has to be not just something they like, but something that would match their decor at their home. Right. Unless they're like me, who I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. A bit, but if it's a woman or a picky guy, <laughs> um, some guys really do Maybe care a guy with this. taste. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Or, you know. Yeah. Um, they might want it to match their decor right or they'd have to have enough money to redo their decor to to go around the artwork (laughs) which not a lot of people do some do um they have to have room for it yeah and and then they also have to have the money to buy it right you know there there could be a hundred people that like a specific piece of art but Maybe only one out of that hundred would have a place for it. Right. It would match the decor and they have the money to buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. And you might not meet that one person out of a hundred right. <laughs> that that year. So, you know, it's it's a lot of this is subjective and, you know, that's how it is in business. And especially in the type of business that that, that I do when it comes to art I mean, I I had a really cool thing happen. My my good friend Wayne Henderson, mm-hmm. who does the um, 
Fringe Casting Podcast and the Packers Fan Podcast mm -hmm. and Tuning In with Wayne Henderson Podcast. Mm -hmm. He gave me a link to some videos of this lady that talked um, about, you know, businesses and stuff that, you know, small business and and putting value on what you do and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And they were just invaluable. They were fantastic. So, Wayne, thank you for that. Really, really enjoyed it listening to this lady. She was she was just great. Well, and one of the things that I think you came away with it, that I did anyway, mm -hmm. um, and I listened to part of it, was in, a, in this economy, it seems like our hourly rates don't usually go up, but the PUD bill goes up. Right. Our expenses, our gas bill That's goes our up. electrical bill, by the way. Um, Not everybody knows what a PUD okay. is. Our electric bill goes up. Our gasoline bill goes up. Mm -hmm. So our expenses are going up. So when people ask you, can you give me a discount? She said, don't give discounts. But and she gave a really good idea. You can share give that perks. idea. Give perks. Give do, perks. Do perks. And so in other words, if I have a client um, that wants a voiceover done or, a, you know, an audio book or something like that, I don't, I now don't, after listening to this, I thought it was great. I don't discount it for them. I'll say, this is how much I charge for it. If you continue to use me in different things like that, I'll um, I'll make it worth your while. And so what I can do now, which is really interesting, I can give them Starbucks cards. I can um, add a, a music bed for them for free. Um, I can do different things that, that sweeten the deal, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. but don't take away from the value of my product. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's there's. It's not just that technique. It's the mentality of that technique. What it says is what I do is valuable and I have something to offer people. And that is a key to being successful in anything that we do. Well, yeah, you've, you've invested in, in the equipment to do the um, recording or the project. You've invested time in developing your talent mm -hmm. and educating yourself on how to use all the different equipment. Uh -huh. And and then there's God-given natural gifts. I don't know that you can put a price tag on them, but, you know, they're, they're worth, valuable. They're very valuable. It's worth a lot. And and so, you know, you have to value yourself in business, even with my cleaning or, or landscaping that I mm -hmm. do for people, um, you know. I can clean a toilet really well. <laughs> well, and you do, and, and, and you, I, you know what, you do a great job. And I remember when we were worried because you started char we started charging, uh, what was it, um, the rate that you charge right now. When you started doing that, we were thinking people aren't going to pay that mm -hmm. because but, it's but too I, much. You know, I knew some other people that did cleaning, and that's what they charged. Mm -hmm. And there are people that charge less. Yeah. But you know, I get down on my hands and knees, and I make and you sure do a that really good job. Really and not only that, people are paying for trustworthiness and honesty. Mm -hmm. So if somebody gives you the key to their office or their home, they expect you to be honest and to do your work without supervision. And that is something that you are really good at. Yeah. And so they're paying not only for the service that you provide, but also your faithfulness and your honesty. Yeah, I mean, I clean doctor's offices and mm -hmm. I could get into, you know, things that some people maybe would get into and get in trouble with. Right. But, but I'm you not, don't. I'm not tempted by that. That's not That's who not, I yeah. am. Well, and, and then, and, and, and so you are valuable. And, and so I remember at first we were like, oh my gosh, can we really do this? And now 
you we just you just say here's what I charge. I you know I have I still have a little hard time saying you know this is my hourly rate, but usually what I say, well most people pay me this an right. hour, you know, right. and and there are exceptions once in a while. You know, if you I, really need a job or you see a job that you think would be good in the long run, you go ahead and take it. Yeah. But but there are limits. I mean, you can't yeah. you got to make it worth your while. I mean, well, you're going to pay gas money to get there and mm-hmm. it, you know, I I've, I've had some people that were local and they were on a limited income and right. maybe they supplied their own cleaning supplies. I could give them a little bit less. Um, you know, I mean, I can work with people, but but at the same time, you have to value your time and mm-hmm. your your traveling costs well, and your and, equipment costs. And the other thing that we need to talk about because we're coming to a close here, we need to talk about when you take a risk in a business or a, an endeavor, an adventure, you you really need the other the really important thing you need besides faith in what you do is you need a good support group around you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that helped me branch out into the media things that I'm doing now were my friends at the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. My family, obviously, and those guys and gals were extremely... Where are you going? I'll be right back. All right. We're extremely valuable to me. And it, it was them that that when I would do something creative at the Trex and Sci-Fi show uh, would be like, that's awesome, Rick. Thank you. That's great. We love it. We lo- we're listening to your stuff. And what I got to realize is that although I had been through a really rough situation where I felt very rejected by the group of people that I was working with, I was finding newfound faith in my abilities and my and my creativeness through people that um, you know that were all over the, all over the world, all over the map. And what that did for me was gave me confidence to say, you know what, I think I can do this. I think I can branch out and start something that would make a difference in the lives of many people. And I would be able to support our podcasting habit with, <laughs> with you know and getting a message out to people through. A multimedia business and being, you know, creative and having fun, and at the same time doing, you know, audio books and music and taking those gifts and those talents and turning them around for something that would be, you know, beneficial for others. And I think one of the biggest things for me is that I love to take somebody's idea and bring it to life. Mm-hmm. And that's what my gifting is. And so that's why I work with people like Stefan Sonak. That's why I work with people like uh, Chris Clemente. That's why I work with people like Marco and and Richard Pete and and Rico Dosti and, and Al Kessel and Alan Joyce. You know, that's why I work with these Jeff Job. These people are people that are not only inspiring, but they they are are friends and they'll tell me the truth and they'll be honest with me. But you know what? I believe in the, the in their giftings and talents as well, like Jen and Angela. And, and as a result of it, I will do stuff for them to help them in their pursuit of what they're gifted at. And everyone has different gifts. Um, I have absolutely You have much. tons of no, gifts. Well, oh, my gosh. No, I mean, not in the same way, though. No, we're I not, mean, we're not the have, same people. But I, You know, you, you heard my impression of Darth Vader earlier. I um, am your father. <laughs> So I, I'm not going to um, start a voiceover um, business. How are you tonight? <laughs> Definitely oh. not. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Definitely not starting a voiceover business. But however, you've been on some of my projects. So there. We're uh, very directed. Quote stats. Many 
many trials. Quote stats. Uh, so, but, you know, I've always been a nurturer and a servant. You know, that's just things that God's put on the inside of me. Yeah. And so, you know, branching off into doing um, cleaning and and taking care of plants, taking care of, you know, I, I just like nurturing, tidying, making nests for, you know, making people's homes cozy and and they're and clean you like making nests and i like making mess yes i like to make things cozy and clean and you like making things crazy and dirty dirty and mean that's what i say i have job security at home that's for sure so you know and that's what i tell my clients because sometimes people oh i'm sorry i left such a mess for you today go oh job security that's right (laughs) but you know what you have a really great group of clients right now that believe in you yeah. And that you have a support group there of people that appreciate what you do for them. And clean, cleaning is not, you're not, I mean, we had some clients that, that, you had some clients that treated you like a charity case. And that's ridiculous because you work, you work harder than they do with their stuff. You know, it's like, come on. And, but they were like treating us like charity case. Well, you know, they, they need the money, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? You go and you work your butt off. You deserve every penny and more. And now you have a, a a base of clients that believe in you and love what you do, and and you're supported, and it's that's fantastic. And yeah. you know what? We don't have to, we don't have to have people think that we're a charity case in order to do a great job. That's mm-hmm. that's r- ridiculous. You and know? they they value my skills as a landscaper or you know as a housekeeper, and and it feels good to be valued. And it does. And I think sometimes as your business grows. You can afford to be a little bit more choosy um, if you have a client who's abusive or, yeah. or um, I don't know, dif- real difficult to work with. Yeah, you've had to make some hard decisions. I, I but have you know what? Just a couple. So I've have had I. To make a couple hard. I've you had know. to make the same decisions. I had a I had one client that hired me, and I I bit off more than I could chew. Yeah. And I went ahead and I I made my. I made a commitment and I did, I got through it, but I only charged him a, a fourth of what I should have. Yeah. And you learned. Now wait. Yeah. I, I said, I'll never work for that guy again. Cause he was, he was, it was hard mm-hmm. yet. The next time he got a hold of me, he goes, I'd like you to do some stuff for me. And I'd like to pay this for it. And I was honest with him. I said, you know, the last time I did work for you, I did a really great job for you. Don't you agree? And he's like, yes. And I said, but really when it came down to it, I lost money on that job. And here's why. Here's how much it really cost me to do this. And he was surprised. Yeah. He was. He said he was happy that I shared with him. He couldn't afford what, what he needed, but he was happy that I shared with him. And do you know, within two months, he, got, he found somebody that wanted music like I do, contacted me. We drew up a contract, and he got me a really nice job, and he really didn't take too much commission off of it. Mm-hmm. And yet, see, there you go. I told him what what my value was. Mm-hmm. I believed in it, and and I said, "This is how much I can do this." And then you know what I did? I did my best work for this this new stuff too. Well, and you did you did your best work for the first project yeah. that you. But I bid too low. Didn't even get paid half a minimum wage for. Yeah, you know because yeah. it was a lot more hours than you. Yeah, had expected. Expected. Yeah, yeah. But and he was a little bit picky with it. But you know sometimes you have things like that and you just have to plod through and do your best anyway because, yeah. you know that's going to be you know 
future reference. Well, yeah, and we make mistakes when, you know, we're not perfect as we go through this, but it definitely is exciting and it's a great adventure. Now, if you would have told me that after those, those months of severance pay ran out, that I would be able to make it, I would have said, you're crazy. And we have had to change our mindset a lot. Yeah. Because now we don't get paid every two weeks like we used to. <laughs> now yeah. we get we could be paid every day or we could be paid once a month or we could, it really depends. Mm-hmm. But the point is we're able to pay the bills and get ahead. And I really believe that, that it's going to open up even more with the new equipment and stuff that I'll have bigger projects to work on and, and be able to do bigger stuff. So it's just, it's quite an adventure. And we've had a lot of people ask us, you know, how did you do that? Well, we took a risk. And and honestly, I think it's more spiritual than you are giving it credit, Amy, because mm-hmm. we've really had to to trust in God to help us through this. And really, it's not the voiceover business; it's not the cleaning business that take care that takes care of us. I really am convinced that God takes care of people when they serve Him and when they when they share good news about Him to people. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, and and even on a very practical, mundane level, there's one um, proverb that really. St- stood out to me one time when I was reading it where it said he that doesn't take care of his family is worse than a than a non-believer I'm paraphrasing because I think it said infidel and most of us don't know what infidels well they were talking to the Jewish people yeah they were talking to the Jewish community so you can imagine you know he that doesn't take care of his yeah I can't do a Jewish his family is worse than an infidel and I do worse than you do so you know (laughs) you did better than I did so you know sound like Italian basically you know the proverb was talking about you know it's a godly thing to try to provide for your family and I know that you know we've had times where it's been tight we've had times when Boy, things didn't look real, <laughs> real well. And but. quite honestly, sometimes it's scary. I look out the next couple of weeks. I don't have any jobs lined up, and I'm thinking, I'm gonna lease equipment, and I don't even have a job yeah. right now. So, but you know what'll happen? Uh-huh. I'll get one. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> it or, just will. And I will. then sometimes you'll get like five or six. Oh, all and then one it's week stay and up. Like, you can't sleep, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So you know, it's be an careful adventure. what you wish for. It's an adventure. Um. Every day when you're self-employed, because mm-hmm. you're like wondering if. But you're but get let me it. ask you a question, Amy. Don't you mm-hmm. think it's worth it as far as our spirit goes? You know, I I think it it's good to be in a healthy place work-wise. Yeah. Like working for people that believe in you and yeah. encourage you. Because I couldn't imagine going to work after all the stuff that happened with us. I couldn't imagine going to work every day knowing that a, a group of people didn't didn't like or didn't not didn't like, but didn't believe in what I felt called to do. Yeah. And I just couldn't, I can't work that way. So, mm-hmm. you know, now it, if I'm going to complain about my boss, it's, it's God, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to yeah. complain to him Don't about himself. About him. And, and I, and I really have nobody to blame but myself if things go haywire because, um, I make those choices now as far as what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And, it's just a really, it's it's an interesting thing, and it's a different mindset, but it's well worth it in the end. Well, and, you know, what we've chosen to do might sound crazy to some of you. might not be what you're supposed to do. Um, I think I kind of felt led to share this because we're still in a recession. I don't know what the economists say, but we're still in pretty much double digit. In, in our area where we live, it's double digit. Um, Unemployment. Unemployment. And 
it, the national rate's a little bit lower, but I think our harbor where we live, our county is like 12% or more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, s sometimes you're in a place where you're not getting month to month. You know, whatever you're bringing in isn't cutting it. So I thought I'd read something on a blog that I like to read called um, Money Saving Mom. And someone had mentioned that they had done, she and her sister had done just what um, I did. And I started cleaning for friends and family and doing chores for people. And there's a lot of people out there with needs and maybe they can't afford to hire a live-in maid, but they can do like what I do and maybe come clean for them once or twice a month or maybe once a week mm -hmm. for just a few hours. And it can make all the difference to them yeah. and be a blessing to to our family too right and maybe it's not cleaning maybe it's taking care of their pets or taking care of kids i mean there's lots of opportunities that can help if if um money's tight and one last thing that i thought of um my daughter recently this last summer went on a community mission trip at the Presbyterian Church in Aberdeen, um, her youth group slept at the church on the floor, and they went out and helped the community during the week, and they helped at Union Gospel Missions and all different kinds of service projects. Well, they and went to the food bank. And, yeah, helped yeah. with the yeah the community food bank where they sorted literally tons of carrots mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, froze them and packaged them up for people. and did all kinds of different things and during their kind of talk ab about you know their different backgrounds and things um it came up about you know Catherine says you know and I know that things were tight for my parents financially several times so she grew up a, a pastor's kid you know we were youth pastors for most of her life and and um but she said one thing, and she goes, I didn't really feel it that badly because our family had such a good support system. And when she was out working in the community that week, she saw people that didn't have transportation, and they had to either walk or take a bus if they had money for a bus. She saw people who had burned their bridges and were homeless because they didn't have family they could stay with or... Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when we got our first place, your your dad co-signed for us to, to hook up our electricity. our electricity, you know, and, and my mom helped us with our loan for our first house. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we've had different family members step in and, and help us and, you know, and friends. And that makes a huge difference. And I would encourage people, if at all possible, Try not to burn bridges <laughs> with, with their family mm -hmm. because we all need some kind of support system. And well, I mean, and if you don't have family to yeah. help you, people like like what I was talking about, like the Trex and Sci-Fi Forum folks that I'm friends with. Some kind know, of healthy community. Yeah, be part of a healthy community. And and like I know my friend Stefan over in Australia is part of a writer's group. Mm -hmm. you know, And that's really encouraging to him, and he encourages others. And so on and so forth. I know lots of people that are part of different well, different and, groups. And I, I think I probably should say 
sometimes there are really unhealthy relationships within a family or within a community. Yeah, you got to be careful. That are really toxic, so it might not be bad to burn a couple bridges. I right. mean, to some degree. I mean, you always well, this is all want to hold out hope, but but as far as you know, sometimes relationships are toxic, and you have to get your distance. But well, all I all I know is that you are not trapped in where you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to say that over and over because so many of us feel that way. And I mean, I remember feeling, I don't think I can do anything else because this is all I can do, you know, and that's not true. There are, you know, th- I know, I know it doesn't all happen overnight and there, there are, it's not easy. Trust me. I know, but there, there is hope and there is a future and it's, it's, you know, I, I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it's a combination of start falling at least in the direction that you need to go. Mm-hmm. If you can't, you know, run there and do it. If you can't walk there, fall in that direction. You know, do something to get you into that. And, you know, I get, I'm really excited to say that most of my friends, in fact, not all, with just about all of my friends, do that very thing. Mm-hmm. They They are people that are working on you know, going forward in their lives and doing, I mean, I'm so proud of I, my good friend, Jeff up in Canada where, uh, he, he didn't, he was in a job for a long time and he really didn't care for it. And, you know, he thought of a lot of times about moving to a different company and doing some different things. You know what? He finally did. And he's so much happier in what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. I've got another friend in Canada, same thing. He, you know, he started doing something else and he's just doing really well with it. And, and I think about Rico, our friend from Treks and Sci-Fi, and he's had to start over and do different things and he's doing well. And you know what? Tons and tons of people. My friend Al right now, just such an awesome thing. He really wants to do voiceover work and because he's got a beautiful voice. Well, handsome voice or nice low one. <laughs> well, he just got a really neat thing doing uh, audiobooks for... One of his favorite topics, Disneyland. He's, oh, I mean, cool. he's not working for Disneyland, but he's working for an author that wrote about Disneyland. And cool. he's going to do the audiobooks. He's already started on them. Awesome. And that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is, but you know what? He's falling in the direction that he feels he can go. And mm-hmm. you know what? It won't be long. I'm telling you what, the doors are going to open up for him to do other stuff as a result of this. Our friend Wayne Henderson, same thing. He He is such a talented voiceover guy. And here he is, you know falling in that direction he's going forward in it and he's doing so well and you watch what happens down the road doors are going to open up for him to do something really cool i think of our our friend jeff roney i think of my friend jen rhodes who is just such a talented lady and she's got so such a bright future as a writer and a voiceover artist and an actress so many things going on for her and I could just go on and on and on and start listing out all these different people. My friend Dan from England, who recently got out of a job that was he was just he had to, he didn't get to spend any time with his family. It was just a mess, and he prayed and and him and his wife worked on it. And lo and behold, his wife gets a new job because it suddenly she lost hers, and now she has a new job, and now he's got a new job where he gets to spend time with his family. And it's just you know on and on and on. We can see how this works. When you take a little step out of your comfort zone and say, all right, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to try something new, try something different, and voila, things start to work out. Because I really believe that with faith and with endurance and with some you know, spark of hope, we can go forward and we can do much more uh, than just a mundane life that you go through the motions in. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm off my soapbox now. 
Okay. So why don't we pray for it? We've gone. We're, we're done now. Yeah. So why don't we pray for everyone listening? Because I know maybe people have been stirred up inside and they're like, wow, I, w- I want to do that. I mean, I, I was just thinking the other day about Stefan and, and he's come so far and he, you know, he used to do all these other jobs and not really like them. And now he's transitioning into writing full time. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, he's a, a writer friend of ours in Australia. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. And he, you know, producing audio stuff now and doing all sorts of different things. He's, he's awesome. And I think of my friend Simon over in England. Uh, Meds is just, you know, the guy that we heard on the Waffle On promo. Mm -hmm. He also is such a talented writer. And he works in a factory during the daytime. But you mark my words, he will not always work in a factory. There will be a time when he transitions out of that and does what he loves to do, and that's to write and create and to to do the things that he's so talented in. Yeah, Yeah. he's an actor too. But, But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People that, that don't put limitations on what what their station in life or what they're doing in life is. There, there's more to it than that. And I just want to encourage everybody to just, just to go forward. Believe God to go forward and watch what happens. You won't be disappointed. Sure, you may fail, but you get back up and go. Yeah. So let's pray. Okay. Lord, I want to thank you for each and every person listening to the podcast today. And you know each and every person's exact situation. God, whether people need courage to just do what they need to do or they need help in coming to the conclusion of what they need to do, I pray that you would intervene and help. I pray, God, that you would give us confidence in all the the gifts and talents that you've given us, not to be arrogant, but to be solid in what we do so that we can help others as well. And I pray, God, for inspiration and for creativity and for opportunities For each and every person that's listening, bless them, Lord. Help them be all that you've called them to be. And I thank you for each and every person now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. It was fun. Next week, you're going to hear a little, if God willing, you'll hear a snippet of the uh, presentation that I'm doing tomorrow at the Baptist Church in Raymond. Hopefully the recording will work. (laughs) I bet it will. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it doesn't, it doesn't. (coughs) I'm not going to worry too much about it. Mm -hmm. But it it should be a lot of fun. Um, Also, you're going to be able to hear me pretty soon on the 10 Forward podcast. They interviewed me today uh, to come out, uh, I think, this next week. And it's called. it was for the Desert Island Trek thing. What five episodes of Star Trek would you take with you if you were stranded on a desert island? So you got the 10 Forward Podcast, part of the Trekmate family. Okay. So check that out, and you'll get to hear my five episodes. I tried to make you guess them, and you... Uh, yeah. You didn't do very I well. I didn't do very well. I knew what yours would be. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that another... I know. This has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Did we tell people how to get a hold of us? No. Oh, you can get a hold of us on our ta- our takenwithyou.com website. Uh-huh. Um, you can email us at rick at takenwithyou.com or amy at takenwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. You can get a hold of us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. You're so good at this. Follow me on Twitter at moyer777. 
Don't follow me on Twitter because I can't remember how to log in anymore. And go see our video <laughs> blog. It's a lot of fun. There's over a year's worth of videos on there. Rick's like 367 you, or so. YouTube channel. What is it called? YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. There you go. Okay, one last time. Say, Rick, I am your father. No. Do it. No. Say, Rick. No. I think you should do, Rick, I am your father. No. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Have a great time. We'll see you next week on Take Him With You. Henderson here, and I am excited to have three of the top Fringe Division agents with us today. So, since we're here, we might as well take advantage of the situation and just talk about about how the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast is proud to be podcasting about this fifth and final season of the TV show Fringe. Oh, I'm sorry if at this moment when the universe is collapsing, I forgot the magic word. For magic word, you meant FringeCastingPodcast.com, right? Let's not jump to conclusions. I'm not. I don't really know what to say. It's all right, Olivia. You go ahead and fight the Baldies with Etta out on the Fringe, and I'll remind our friends to check out the Fringe Casting Podcast at FringeCastingPodcast.com. Now, I'm off to get my co-host Dan out of some amber. Thank you for your attention, and have a nice day. And egg sticks. Hi, we're the Trekmate Podcast. Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions, and some pretty cool guests. And as you will soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmates.org.uk, or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available. Program complete. Enter when ready. 